Tell me, though, what's his technique? That last strike, it seems invincible. Hi and welcome to the Immortal Iron Fist podcast, Sons of the Dragon. Um, hope everyone's doing well. It's Rebecca here. Um, I'm doing another podcast because Connor is still ill, so we send our best wishes to him for hope for a very speedy recovery. And Carl is still um, unavailable. Um, now I'm not gonna carry on with the Iron Fist timeline. I'm gonna save that for Connor. Um, I didn't have anything particular to talk about. So uh, Connor suggested I do what he did a while ago and find an issue of a comic to talk about. Um, I am going to stick with an Iron Fist appearance here, but it's quite hard to do because a lot of Iron Fist appearances are either very, very little or little arcs, which I think we might want to touch on with the podcast as a whole when there's actually people to discuss uh, it with. Um, I also kept well away from any Daredevil comics because... Connor, um, and I steered cleared from any of the de- uh, the Deadpool uh, crossovers, which I know quite well, but um, I think they're more fun to discuss when you've got the sort of comedic back and forth. Um, so it, it's quite hard to do. My other option was to go and look at Daughters of the Dragon, but that's quite a long run, and I didn't want to cover anything I couldn't cover in just one podcast, because I'm very much hoping... But the next time you hear me, it'll be with Connor talking about either the Iron Fist show or the last couple of issues we've got to tie up um, Danny's original storyline. So, first of all, though, let's see if there's been any news. Um, There has. I'm just going to do this off the top of my head. Uh, A lot more promo for the TV show. Um, We've had the I Am Danny trailer, which I don't think we'd had the last time I spoke to you. Um, It's a little bit more... Uh, detail seems to have gone down well it's also been an interview in um, Empire magazine over in the UK uh, which I read diligently but I'm not gonna go into any spoilers there um, it, it sounded pretty positive um, and there's been a few more interviews that um, Connor or I have put up on the the Facebook page um, we've also had some of the character designs for the Ed Brisson Mike Perkins Iron Fist run that starts in March. Um, some of the baddies he's going to be facing, they're all named after al- uh, animals. The, the eel and the snake and the rabbit. I think they look amazing. One of my other options was going to be to go find a Mike Perkins comment uh, comic to talk through the art on. Um, or an Ed Brisson one to talk through the writing on. But... Um, Mike Perkins, to me, is most famous for like some of his work on The Winter Soldier, and it's another story that doesn't necessarily um, fit into a very short uh, podcast, so I didn't want to sort of get too much into that. So, you ask yourselves, what have I disca- decided? Um, I told you some of the options. I told you one of the options was Daughter of the Dragon. Um... The main one I was going to do was there's an appearance in Superior Foes of Spider-Man. Um, but I'm not the world's greatest expert on the Sinister Six, which is what it's ripping off. And I had a look at it again this morning, and it's not a very big appearance. I um, heartily recommend it if you uh, if you read this. Uh, it's, it's a great book. Um, it's an Nick Spencer book. Very funny. Um, 
But what I've decided to go with is, is a character I know a lot better in the same vein as kind of picking Daredevil. Um, it's a comic called The Iron Age that uh, Marvel put out. It's a little mini event, I guess. Um, we're not going to cover the whole event, just the issues that, just the issue that um, Power Man, uh, Power Man, Lion Fist are in. Because actually, unlike some of the other ones I was just talking about, this is a this is a very episodic um, event. It um, it starts with Iron Age Alpha. They've got Iron Age main books one to three, and Iron Age Omega. And Danny and Luke are in Iron Age two. So first of all, I'll give you a bit of setup. I'm not going to go through it because it's it's I, I really like it. I think it's a fun event. I love Iron Man shamelessly, um, more so now than I once did. Um, but I'm really into Iron Man. I'm a massive Captain America fan. So the Avengers has always been sort of there for me. So this one's quite fun because it's it comes at a period where it, it was written in um, 2011. Um, and there's there's different authors. The the author for the give for the entire collection is tends to be uh, it's given as Rob Williams, Christos Gage, Lee Weeks. The issue we are going to be discussing is let me see, it's going to be author page. Oh, that's going to be annoying. Uh, Jen Van Meter and the artist Nick Dragota. So none of the ones mentioned as the sort of event writers. Um, and I'll go through the other credits when we get to it. So first of all, a little bit of setup. What's happened is Iron Man, who <laughs> has been trapped in the past. Uh, there's been a Dark Phoenix event, is what you really need to know. And Iron, Iron Man got thrown into this kind of time sort of loop. Well, not loop. That makes it sound like it's a Groundhog Day thing. He got thrown out of time. Um, and now he's trying to, he's been thrown into the past, and he's trying to stop the future from this Dark Phoenix event that destroys everything. But, the past he arrives at, the beginning of the, of the story, is at the same period that Tony Stark was an alcoholic. So part of that sort of devil in the bottle era. So no one believes him when he turns up as Tony, uh, and nobody knows. And there's also the nobody knows Tony Stark is definitely for sure Iron Man. So if you only know these stories from the films, this might sound confusing. But in the comics, there was quite a long time that people didn't know that Tony was Iron Man. And any time that he said he was, had previously kind of got retconned as he was either drunk or he was joking. So everyone believes that Iron Man is Tony's bodyguard in one of those kind of Amusing but lame sticks that is now, funnily enough, reappeared in the current Spider-Man run. Um, but here we go. So, so what happens is, so, that, so we'll, I'm gonna, I haven't read the Alpha and the Omega issues for ages, but issue one of Iron Age has Tony. Obviously, the first thing he thinks he goes to see Iron Man. Um, Tony, he goes to see himself, um, who is absolutely drunk, and there's a lot of angst about. Oh my God, he's drinking. He offers him a drink, and he's like, no, I can't take it. But he does give him the old Iron Man suit and lets him take it. So Tony's got the Iron Man suit. So then he's like, oh, I'm going to go see the Avengers, because not only are they my friends, but, like, they'll believe me. Uh, walks in on them, and they're having this kind of meeting. <laughs> like, Jan and Thor and Cap are having a meeting about what a drunk Tony is. 
and how he can't be trusted and then Iron Man turns up and they don't trust Iron Man either because they're like you know what you're doing you smell of drink blah blah um and so he, he basically he has a bit of a fight with the Avengers turns out they're not going to help him um but eventually he goes to see Hank Pym he's kind of not happy with him either because Tony had slept with Jan just after their divorce. So Hank and Janet were divorced in this period. Tony slept with her about a month later. Big rivalries. But on a science basis, Tony manages to persuade Hank what's going on. And in the middle of this, there's an Ultron attack. But we've basically got Hank Pym on side now. And what he needs Hank to do is help him recreate this time machine, Doctor Doom time machine where the pieces have been scattered across time and he needs to help recreate it so he can go back properly to the right place and stop what's going to happen happening and um, the one nice thing Tony does for Hank before he leaves is look you know I can't tell you anything about the future blah 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 but you will get through this and that's all he says and then the next so so we, we kind of get the setup that Tony's going to be jumping through time finding these little, they're not little credit card size, maybe hard drive sized bits of this time machine. And the second era he goes to is um, is London, which is great for me. And he meets up with Captain Britain. And it's a kind of totalitarian London where they're shipping mutants off to death camps. It's all very odd. Um, Captain Britain thinks Iron Man's come to help. Iron Man's like, no, I've just come to get these things. You have to help me. It's really important. Um, and Captain Britain's like, bugger off, and I'm going to go save my people. So, they find, Tony finds out that what he needs is in uh, Strike, which is the British version of S.H.I.E.L.D. So he goes undercover as Tony Stark, and manages to zap people, blah, blah, blah. He's escaping from it, he's got what he needs, he finds, um, he finds one of the baddies, has to make the choice of do I kill you now or do I not know what's going to happen if I do, if I do that what will happen sticks with what he knows Captain Britain is a hero so comes to help and they get out and Tony now he's got two parts of the machine the rest of them start calling to him and they rip him through time again and that gets us to Iron Age on 42nd Street um, the cover's pretty cool. Uh, it's the Iron Age featuring Power Man and Iron Fist. Um, it's got a little advert for Captain America the First Avenger on the front, which is quite cute. And the cover is Iron Man in the background, Luke in the foreground with his chain belt and the tiara and the yellow shirt doing a punch, and Danny in the background, well, Danny kind of mid-ground, in his old yellow, in his green outfit with the big collar and his fist glowing. And it sort of says, the fight for the future begins in the past. Um, so then we go on to the title page. And we go to Tony. And he's in time. He's just heading into Times Square, you can see, because they've got the big bright billboards. And you see him falling through a little window in the sky. And he's like, um, and then you get, uh, this is told from his perspective. So you get, my name is Tony Stark. I'm disgustingly wealthy. Genius, so when I time travel, why did I choose this cobbled together piece of junk that rings me out like a dish rag? Not a choice. I've got to find the parts I need. It was blah, blah, blah. Still, 
here I am, Iron Man. I'm still Iron Man. And he lands on the on a rooftop and he can see the billboards on Times Square and it's got a stock ticker on it. And it says, Stain International at announces a takeover. So, he sits up and he goes, huh, am I still Iron Man here? Um... So he doesn't, and he's trying to work out what to do. He says, "I can't trust the masks. Uh, Stain's taken over my company. Times Square hasn't been spruced up yet. So here's another thing you need to know: when Tony was drunk as Iron Man, he destroyed Times Square. And that's going to become very relevant because that's not that far out." Uh, he says, "I don't remember doing it. I remember seeing it on TV. I was trashed. Uh, I trashed Times Square in a drunken rage." It was then I realised I'd become an alcoholic. Um, and you see some people having a bit of a fight in the background. And then Tony gets to his feet. You've got big Coke posters in the foreground. And you hear, sweet Christmas. You've got a lot of damn nerves showing up around here. Get the title, The Iron Age on 42nd Street. Writer Jen Van Meter. Artist Nick Dragota. Colours Brad Simpson. Letters Jared K. Fletcher. Uh, cover artists Michael Lark and Jodie Wynn, and it's still under a Axel Alonso's uh, editor-in-chiefness because we're still in that period of Marvel now. Now, you would have thought that was Luke Cage coming on saying uh, Sweet Christmas, but actually we've got Misty and Colleen. Uh, Iron Man says, I think there's been a misunderstanding, uh, and you get his little voiceover saying, Misty Knight and Colleen Wing, private detectives, friends. It'd be nice if they looked happier to see me. And Misty's saying, I'm too mad to care. We had a deal, but you just couldn't. And he's like, what deal in his head? He has no idea. And he thinks maybe Rhodey did. Because in this time period, Rhodey's covering for him while he's off being Tony Stark drunk. Rhodey's the one in charge of the Iron Fist. Uh, Iron Man outfit. This is going to be the problem here. Uh, Misty swings for him. Uh, and she said, our deal was meant to... And he's like, our deal was meant to prevent a situation like that. Colin's like, believe me, we understand the importance of finding that stuff. We really do. And Tony's totally confused. He has no idea. He's like, my friends, James Rhodes is Iron Man in this time period. And I've, while well, I've crawled off to see what's beneath rock bottom, tricky. And Colin's going, God, you must have a hell of a concussion. That's why you hired us to look into it. Uh, and Misty's like, this is a bad idea, Colleen. Damn Stark. Shouldn't have picked up the phone. And, to and I, uh, Tony's like, what are you up to, Rhodey? Did I make that phone call? He has no idea what's going on. And the girls are just confusing him. And he's like, so Stark called you? Uh, Colleen's like, yeah. He said us to do our job. And they are not explaining what this job is, right? So everyone's, well, Tony stays very confused. But And Misty basically comes up and says, look, you know, we're annoyed enough for you already. But you're going to be in even more trouble if Pam and an Iron Fist find you hanging around her. Do you understand? Um, and Tony's like, yeah, okay, I'll understand. Flies off in the armour. He goes, uh, I'll have to ditch the armour. Uh, maybe Tony Stark can find some friends. And then you get the splash page for the comic. So, uh, which has got all the characters we're going to see in it. Dr. Birch, mad scientist, stroke dying supervillain. Iron Man, Tony Stark. Ant-Man, Hank Pym. Captain Britain, Power Man, Iron Fist, Human Torch, Dazzler and Cyclops. Now this issue only deals with the Power Man, Iron Fist and Human Torch ones. So the first one, 
is Ant-Man and Captain Britain. Second one's Dazzler. The last one's Dazzler and Cyclops. Uh, and it gives you a little bit of uh, set, scene setting, but I think I've probably already done that. Um, oh, time platform is what we're looking for pieces of. Okay. So the next scene, you see Tony Stark eating a banana at the Heroes for Hire office. It's apparently open Monday to Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. He's drinking some Perrier, and we've got uh, Luke's in the foreground again, talking to Tony. Jenny's in the middle of them, taking notes. So we've got Jenny Royce here, who you'll remember from Power Man Iron Fist and from the previous runs of Power Man Iron Fist, and uh, Iron Fist standing back. They're all in costume, apart from Tony and Jenny, obviously. Um, and Luke's saying, you know, there's no way I'm doing you any favours, not after... And he's and Tony's like, well, it says you two on the door of Heroes for Hire, and I want to hire Power Man and Iron Fist starting now. And Luke's like, but hire us for what? Um, and and Danny's like, well, Ob Obadiah Stane's had your assets frozen, so uh, how are you going to planning? Um, and Tony's like, it's not a problem. I can access funds outside of that. Um, he said, I've got an errand in Times Square, but I can't take my normal bodyguard, Iron Fist, uh, Iron Man. Um, it's pretty simple. So what's it going to cost me? Uh, and Luke looks like he's about to punch him, and he's like, I don't know, how much does a dentist charge you? Um, well, Iron Fist is like, not cool, Stark. 30 people from that neighbourhood were injured during Iron Man's little rampage. Um, and Tony's like, look, what he did's done. This is about today. You in or you're out. Danny's literally holding Luke back from hitting Tony. Uh, while Luke's like going, you've had this coming a long time. And, and Luke's like, and Danny's like, let's go talk in the back office. Jenny goes off to, uh, to join them. While Tony asks if he can have a sandwich and some coffee, um, and Jenny says to, to Luke, "I think you took the I think with my fist bit a little too far, Luke." And Luke's like, "Well, Danny said we had to convince him." <laughs> um, and he goes, "Are you sure he's phony, Iron Fist?" So this is one of the things I like about this comic. I'll just stop to talk about this. Is that you know we've previously seen a lot of depictions of Danny as a little bit goofy, a little bit innocent. A little bit, you know, not quite as with it as some of the other heroes. And in this comic, they don't do that. They they actually give him, he's the perceptive one. He's the one who understands some of the science of what Stark's talking about eventually. Um, and, you know, people look, and, and and Luke's here, like, saying, well, they're, they're listening to him. They respect him. It's kind of a nice position. Um and something you don't see often enough until some of the more until you get to Immortal Iron Fist, which is obviously a run that we're going to talk about. And, and Danny says, "Look, I saw Stark at a club last night. He could have, while he could have cut his hair, he certainly didn't lose twenty pounds or grow a beard in ten hours." And Luke's like, "Hmm." Uh, while Danny's fingerprinting the Perrier bottle. Um, and he goes, "Yeah, I want to like just stay with him for a while, find out." And he's a but then discovers that the fingerprints are a match for Stark. So they're just confused. And they come back. And Tony's fast asleep on their, their reception sofa. But they take um, they take uh, Tony Stark out with them. They, they've taken the job. They're going to be his bodyguards. They're walking in front. Tony's behind with a briefcase. Luke's chatting to people on the streets to show he knows everyone. Um, you know, like... and and. And Tony's commenting on, on Luke and Danny. He's like, people here trust them. And then 
you know, he talks about one of the girls was talking about is talking to them about Misty and Colleen, and Danny says, you know, that they were good friends. Um, and Luke says, till I lost my tempers, temper a few days ago about you and Iron Man. Um, and, you know, Tony feels a bit sorry about that. But he also starts talking about what's going to happen in the future for the gang. And he sort of says, years from now, in his head, that will be the reason I support making all our identities public. And these two will fight against me, um, Danny and, and Luke. And he said, in the wake of that fight, irreparable distrust and resentment on both sides. A lot of people are going to suffer. And Luke's explaining that one of the problems is because Tony gave Misty her bionic arm, they're a little bit biased towards Tony. And that's why they had the fight. Uh, and Tony's just kind of looking around. And Tony's like, look, I've got something to explain. Uh, and Luke's like going, I didn't ask. I don't want to know. Um, meanwhile, Danny's saying if we finally got to the place you're going to uh, and Stark goes inside and Luke's like I don't know what, why he's here Danny's like I don't know why he needed bodyguards and so I, um, it's obviously like a pawn shop and you know um, Stark's asking like do you have any of these I want an, it's an unusual ally it's about this big blah blah blah, blah. little old man who's got these awful goggles on his head goes into the back room and um, they wait for him because he's like saying he's going to have a look. Um, he picks up with he picks up something. Oh, Tony's talking at this device that can rob automatic bank machines. Danny asks if he can have a look at it. Again, we've got like sort of the slightly more technical Danny we see in. There's a few other comics where you see him being a bit of a computer whiz. Um, so he's doing that. Uh, meanwhile, Luke seems to be getting a bad sense of what's going on. And you suddenly see this big mechanical uh, arm thing come out. And, well, it's a tail, in fact. Might give away who's coming now. Come out the back room and everyone docks for Sara and it's the scorpion is coming out. Um, but he doesn't seem able to talk, which Danny, again, comments on first. He's kind of making this weird noise. And Danny's like, ah, I always thought he was more of a talker. Um, and Luke starts on the punch down. Danny's trying to make sure Tony doesn't get hurt. There's a big fight. So we'll just go through the big fight too much. There's lots of dodging, lots of things. They realise that the pawn shop guy is actually the tinkerer. Kind of relevant since he might appear in Spider-Man Homecoming coming up. So there's another nice little nod to what's going on at the moment. And they seem to realise that the tinkerer is actually controlling Scorpion within his suit. Certainly Tony does, because he says it's something that he's been trying to work on for, like, remote use of his suit. But he notices things are going wrong, like the scorpion can't open his mouth properly, um, and doesn't really know what's going on. So the, t the tinkerer starts running off, Tony follows him. Meanwhile, Luke and Danny are quite occupied with the scorpion. Um, it is quite a fun little fight. It goes on quite a long time. These are quite long comics. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, Luke's like saying, don't go after the Tinkerer Stark. Uh, but like, uh, and the Tinkerer's walking around with this big kind of like ray gun. Lots of lightning things coming out of it, like blue lightning things coming out of it. And he's sort of yelling to the neighbourhood. We all know Power Man lives around here somewhere. I just want to turn his place into a crater. 
So obviously that's what the gun does. Um, Tony, meanwhile, used this little period of running away to get into the Iron Man suit to try and stop the Tinkerer. And, you know, and he talks again about Luke and he's like, you know, Luke, all Luke wants to do is protect his neighbours. I'm never going to get him to, you know, like, I'm, so he wants to stop anything happening to Luke's cage. Uh, Luke's cage, Luke's house. Meanwhile, he grabs the Tinkerer and he chucks him in this um, cage and kind of solders it shut. So he's stuck. And they're above where Danny and Luke are fighting. So you can kind of see them fighting. And meanwhile, and he's yelling down to them, there's a power relay for the suit, which is like affecting the what Scorpion can do. Take it out and he'll lock up. And Danny's like, you got any idea what it might uh, look like while he's fighting? You see him kind of like flying over the tail while while Tony's saying, it's an oblong, it's, it's about the size of a deck of cards, it's probably right above the tail. Um, and Luke sort of say, uh, Danny says to Luke, can you uh, just... And you see Luke grab the tail while Danny gets the iron fist ready up, punches and gets the thing he wants. So the scorpion suit is locked up. Uh, Danny says it's quite convenient. The suit's become a one-man jail. Um, and <laughs> Luke looks at Iron Man and says, I'd love to know if he has something similar. Um, obviously looking at what he wants to do. And, and, and Iron Man's looking at... uh seems to be a map in one of his gauntlets. And he's trying to find where the bit of the time thing is, time platform is. Um, he said it was just here, but then it wasn't. And he said, unless it was... And then he looks up at the Tinkerer um, and tries to work out where this thing could have gone. Uh, meanwhile, Luke's like going, well, it would maybe help if you told us what the priority is. And Iron Man explains that Stark's looking for something. Neither of us knows what it is. This thing should track it, but it's not working. Um, and it's not here either. And he's like, oh, wait, I'm getting a ping. <laughs> Looks like you're about to get a whole more, lot more than that. You can't just stroll in here and an Iron Man's like, watch me move. <laughs> Looks like, uh, Fist, do you want to remind me why I'm not punching his lights out? And Danny, going to the Roy humor Danny, says, I'm pretty sure the answers we wanted, but I'm starting to care less and less. Iron Man flies off. They run after him, saying, what the hell's he doing? And he runs into another location we know only too well, the Gem Theatre. Uh, Iron Man sort of earned DW's on the concession stand. Hooray, DW in a in a slightly more modern comic. Uh, Iron Man runs in and says, like, somebody came in here, probably in the last 15 minutes. DW's like, hey, a lot of people came in here. It's a movie theatre. Luke's like, you okay, DW? I guess that guy's with me. Uh, did anyone come in? Anything suspicious? And... Like, DW's like, no, nothing like that. And then you hear from behind the coke machine, it's all right, DW, you don't have to cover for us. We had to move those things in a hurry. And then Misty and Colleen come out from behind a curtain. She said, we just ducked in here to get out of sight for a while. And, and everyone's very confused again. See, we've now got Luke, Danny, Misty and Colleen back together while Iron, uh, Iron Man's in the back behind the curtain looking at what stuff they've got and Misty's like yeah that fight at Tinkers was a great distraction <laughs> um, you know we've been staking him out for a week um, we're trying to figure out how to recover the stolen Stark prototypes so Misty and so that's what Misty and Colleen were after they 
Stark had some prototypes stolen. They were after them. Um, and Luke's like going, well, you've been working for Stark. And Misty's like, well, strictly Iron Man hired us. Um, and they're, they're all very confused about why they, neither sets told each other. And obviously that's because the different we've got different Iron Man and Tony Stark in from the two different time periods. Uh, so... <laughs> Iron Man takes what he wants and sort of says, you hold on to this um, and, you know, I'll come pick it up from you later. And it leaves leaves our four heroes kind of there, a little bit stunned about what's going on. And yes, I'm counting Colleen and Misty in here as the heroes. Um, and Colleen says, how much do you want to bet they cooked all this up together? Everything. From Iron Man stopping Tinker in the street and the four of us are here. And then Misty says, yes, because the four of us are here talking again. Luke's like, that was pretty manipulative, even for Stark. But maybe an Iron Fist goes, I don't know. I think there's something else going on, but I'm not sure it makes sense. So Tony's covering up a couple of loose ends. He goes back to the pawn shop, takes the thing for, like, robbing ATMs, um, phones the police on the tinkerer, and... <laughs> And the uh, and the scorpion who are both still stuck where they were left um, changes back into his start gear, uh, hacks into Obadiah Stane's bank account, takes tons of money, uh, and goes and pays Powerman Nine Fist with it. <laughs> and he says, "Yeah, I think uh, you might need to make the receipt out to Stark Industries." Um, and Luke's like, "Well, I'd rather have answers than money." Um, and here, the only the only explanation that Tony's actually going to give them. You helped with something important today, and I couldn't have done it without you. Thank you. As Francis, there's a lot I'd like to tell you, but I can't. Uh, Danny's like, let him go. And, you know, he's not going to say anything else. Um, and Luke's like going, how do you expect us to trust you, Stark? And his final comment to them together is, I don't, but trust each other. It'll see you through a lot. And then Jenny makes a comment that she really thinks Tony Stark should start looking after himself a lot better because he looks, and Danny's like, older? I've got a theory about that. So Stark's about to make his next jump. And he's going up onto a street, I guess. A street alley. Alley, it must be. I thought it was a roof, but there's too many people on it. So an alley. Um, and he said that he suspected the Iron Fist would come after him, but actually he sees it's Luke. And Luke's like going, Stark, Stark, wait up. If, if Iron Fist's right about you, I want to know. And Stark goes, you really don't trust me. As he's disappearing into the the blue light of the... Um, and that's the end of chapter one. So that's your little clip. The little snippet of this, uh, the little in-time adventure. It's a lot of fun. Like I said, the next one is a Johnny Storm one, and then you get Dazzler and Cyclops. Um, uh, it seemed like a nice one to do because they actually have a proper adventure in it together. They're very confused. Like I said, I like the characterization. I like, I like Tony feeling a little bit um, remorseful about stuff he knows that's happening in the future. That's always interesting to me. I like time travel. Um, I like how... I, I like that Luke and Danny are uh, on an even keel here. There's not any artificial 
um, tension between them. They're getting on fine. Yes, they've had this fight with Misty and Colleen, but it's not a big fight. But it's like, but Tony knows what's coming up in the future for them. Um, I like the art. It's, um, I don't think it's any great secret that outside of a few runs of Iron Fist, I have issues with much of the artwork throughout the sort of 90s and some of the 80s that, that he had to suffer. Um, this is pretty nice. It's pretty middle of the road. It's not as good as um, the best Iron Fist art. And it's certainly not, but it's it's decent. It's like, um, you know, he's in costume the entire the entire arc. Uh, Luke's afro changes size a bit, and he's in his his tiara costume. Um, it it's an interesting comic. I I mean, like, I really like it. I hope more people read it. Um, you can buy it as a collection, uh, all of them together. Um, there's even a hardcover version. Obviously, a lot of the writers like um, Christos Gage have gone on to to write quite a lot more. Um, but I'd, I'd say give it a go. I, it's one of those unusual ones that's got, you know, it's like a nice nod to the Tinker and Scorpion. You've got, you've got the whole Heroes for Hire gang together, and you don't get that often without one, of, one or other of them being in trouble in this one. And this is them um, just taking on a paid job as as on the you know as it says on the screen, I love the the DW um, and the Gem Theatre suddenly coming into it. I'm sure the geography's all over the place, um, but they are supposed to genuinely be around Times Square. I'm not sure if Luke is supposed to live near there. I guess he does. He lives at the Gem um, if he's still living there. So um, yeah, that's that's my recommendation for you. Almost certainly on Marvel Unlimited. Um, uh, it's just called Iron, the Iron Age. Uh, almost certainly on on Marvel Unlimited. Like I said, you can buy it on Amazon and that. Uh, I just, you know, I, I've been looking it up. Um, but it's been it's, it's been one I've I've sort of liked for a long time with um, Danny. I think I read it because of the Iron. I mean, like I I read it as an Iron Man story. I don't think because I didn't read it at the time, and I certainly wasn't um, expecting such a big entry from our guys and um i like it so that is your fill for this week hopefully like i said the next time you hear from us it will be connor taking the main seat and um we'll get back to finishing off about iron fist we are gonna do a little thing about the show don't worry um obviously and uh, yeah so i just say like watch some of the trailers enjoy it get ready for iron fist and and just settle back and realise we're getting getting them on screen soon. And hopefully we'll get you the end of that story before that happens. Alright, take care everyone. Bye-bye. Iron Fist and all the characters in these comics are properties of Marvel and Disney. And any music or images we use belong to their respective copyright holders, and we do this for fun, so please don't sue us. You can contact us at sonsofthedragonpodcast at gmail.com. Just send us mail, comments, thoughts, send us anything you want really, even if it's not about Iron Fist. Um, and if you don't want it read it on the air, just mention that. Um, you can also reach us at Facebook, the Immortal Iron Fist Podcast, Sons of the Dragon, our Twitter, at Iron Fist Podcast, our SoundCloud, 
soundcloud.com forward slash sons of the dragon with hyphens where the spaces are our youtube connor carl just search iron fist podcast on youtube and you'll find us real quick and then there's our wordpress sons of the dragon the immortal iron fist podcast dot wordpress.com we are also on itunes feel free to rate us there if you rate us less than five stars well just tell us what we're doing wrong and we'll try and improve that and last but not least we are on podcast garden in the literature section and thanks to thomas tissoff for the theme song at the start and thanks